Hey guys, my name is Sagan and I'm an addict. Hi, I'm Amanda and I'm an addict. I'm Jerry and I'm a grateful recovering addict. And welcome back to Recovery on the Real. We've got Jerry back today and he brought his daughter with him. And I'm so excited. We've been trying to we've been trying to get this put together for a while, but like I always say, man, our, trying to coordinate schedules is yeah. like is is a nightmare. <laughs> so uh, you were in town, and Jerry was like, "We should, we should get my daughter on there. That would be like, this would be a really good time." And I was like, "All right, I'll drag my ass out of the house and <laughs> and do this because I love you guys so much." <laughs> you know, so um, um, I just wanted to have Amanda on here and kind of kind of talk about your story. You know, what your experience was like uh, growing up, seeing your dad as an addict, and you know everything that he went through, and and uh, yeah. So if you just whenever you're ready. So, um, when I was growing up, like, I never really, my dad wasn't an addict whenever I was younger, mm -hmm. but my mom was. And, um, so after my mom and my dad split up, um, it was just me and my two brothers and my two sisters and my mom, and I was the oldest. My mom was, I honestly don't have... A memory of my mom being clean and I'm that's really saying something I'm 30 years old mm -hmm. and so anyway so when we were growing up I kind of had to take on that motherly role for my little brothers and sisters right and like making sure they ate every night had clothes for school making sure they got to school mm -hmm. and, um, and how old were you like around this time <coughs> um mm -hmm. really like 12. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And uh, so I had to grow up really fast. Yeah. And so when I was, um, when I was 14, uh, my mom was working at a little cafe where we lived and I started working there with her like after school and on the weekends and stuff. And one of the women that she worked with um, she was really good friends with her. We were all really good friends. Well, my mom had a boyfriend that I did not get along with. And so I started staying with this other woman and her husband and their kids. And then one day she just like took off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I stayed there with her husband and their kids. And I don't know. My mom was like, he was one of the people where she got her drugs from mm -hmm. and so she just kind of let me stay there like it was okay right <laughs> and I mean I'm 14 years old and I'm just like thinking I'm grown and I'm just doing my own thing well um time went on I stayed there and we ended up having a relationship with this older man mm -hmm. 19 years older than me well whenever I was 16 well actually I was 15 I found out I was pregnant with my first son and I turned 16 had my son well after I had my son we split up and my mom was actually living up here close to Tulsa and I started staying with her and she was moving from one trailer to another trailer with her boyfriend a different boyfriend mm -hmm. at this time and she wanted me to help her pack well I'm like doing my own thing don't want to help her well, she decided, I'm just going to, you're just going to just take this pill and help me pack. So, I'm like, 
okay, so that's the first time that I ever done drugs. Your mom gave it to My you. My mom gave it to me okay. when I was 16 years old. Wow. And really, it was just like, I didn't know it at the time. Like, she told me it was a, a diet pill. Right. And so I'm like, okay, well, it's made me feel pretty good. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Like, so, um, after that, like, I was like, mom, do you have any more? Like, I, I want another one. And right. That's really where it all started for me as far as doing drugs. And, um, so <laughs> then my brothers were there and Soon after I started, like, once I found out what it was mm -hmm. that she gave me, like, that's just, that's how me and my mom bonded. Right. And... Gave you something in common? Yes. Yeah. And then, like, I felt like, oh, well, I'm, you know, this is my mom. She Now she's my best friend. Like, I and my brothers and sisters were older, taking care of themselves, so this is the relationship, this is how I'm going to have a relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. So, soon after that, my brother started, my little brother, he was doing it with us, and, um, I don't know, it just became, like, normal. Right. Like, like, it was okay, and, um, so, time went on, and, uh, I ended up moving to McAllister, and, actually, I moved to Wilberton first, and I got pregnant with my second son and with my second son I did stop doing drugs I was clean the whole time I was pregnant had a healthy baby um, everything was good and I was living with my grandma at that time and then I decided that I missed my mom so I was gonna go back with my mom mm -hmm. and so I left my oldest son with my grandma and I took the baby, we went back to my mom's, and as soon as I got there, I just started all over again. Right. Started the cycle all over again. And um, it was pretty, like, intense. Like, I, there was people around all the time, like, people I didn't know, people I did know. Um, just, it was crazy, like just chaos all the time mm -hmm. and um then I mean I was going back and forth between my mom's and McAllister all the time um I had friends in McAllister I had friends where my mom was so um uh one time me and my mom my mom had broke up with her boyfriend at the time we decided we were all going to go back to McAllister so me and my mom are in McAllister she hooks up with this other dude and I'm just like bouncing around from trap house to trap house, like just doing my own thing. Um, by this time I had sent my baby to my grandma too with my oldest son. And because my addiction is telling me like, your kids are getting in the way of right. you getting high and partying. Mm -hmm. So, um, So I sent my kids to my grandma's and I'm just bouncing around from house to house and with all these people and not good people but at the time I thought you know this these are my friends right this is, this is my family mm -hmm. like and um well then I ended up getting pregnant again with my third son 
and this time getting pregnant did not stop my drug use like I never went to the doctor I didn't stop getting high um, me and my mom moved into an apartment with a couple of her friends and some guy that we didn't even know like it was his apartment but her friends were living there with him so we decided we were gonna stay with them too mm -hmm. well then the guy decides he's gonna move out and um, so me and my mom are there and I'm pregnant we're living in this guy's apartment and he told us we could stay there he'd leave the utilities on or whatever and then next thing I know like we have no electric we have no water mm -hmm. but we're still living in this apartment and I'm pregnant and still not going to the doctor we're still just doing whatever we can to get high mm -hmm. and uh, so we stayed there for a little while and then we decided we were going to move to El Reno with my uncle, my mom's brother. And we move up there because he was supposedly clean. Mm -hmm. And so we were moving up there so that I could get clean because I was pregnant. We get up there and he was definitely not clean. <laughs> so, I mean, the cycle just continued and I was still getting high. Well, the next thing I know, I'm seven months pregnant and I'm still getting high and I still haven't seen a doctor and we decided to go back to McAllister again and we got a hotel room we we're living in this hotel and uh, a friend of mine who was also pregnant was um, telling me about how she went to the doctor and she told the doctor that she had a drug problem and um, like he he didn't report her but he you know he like understood like he was sympathetic to her issue right and so I was like okay well I'm gonna go and do that so I go see this doctor and I'm like I'm a drug addict I I'm high right now like I'm I don't want to lose my baby but I have a drug problem and I've been trying to get clean and I it just hasn't happened right so he tells me that um He's not going to report it this first appointment, but if I came back and I was high, then he was going to report me and, you know, they were going to take my baby. Yeah. So, at seven months pregnant, I got clean and uh, stayed clean long enough to have my baby and had a perfectly healthy, beautiful baby. And then, as soon as I left the hospital, I was getting high again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh... After I, the baby stayed with me for a long time and we were living with one of my mom's friends and my mom was living with her boyfriend and this house was just terrible. Like it was not fit for anybody to live in, let alone a newborn baby. Right. And I'm just there mm -hmm. with my baby. And um, once again, we had no water, no electric and it's just craziness. And... Um, so my aunt, and my aunt is, she's just a godsend. Like she um, decided to come and visit. And at this time my grandma had brought me both of my other kids too. So I had all three of my kids. And so she's like talking to my oldest son and she's like, how are things going? Like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, but can we please go home with you? And she's like, well, you know, you, you're going to have to talk to your mom. 
he's like, I can't talk to my mom because she's always locked in the bedroom and mm. we're just out here playing and I every time I try to talk to her, she just tells me to go away and oh my gosh, my aunt was telling me all this and it just like broke my heart yeah. like because I didn't realize what I was doing to my kids. Mm -hmm. Like all I was worried about was getting high. Yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> and, um, so, he's like, Mom, we want to go stay in buyers. And so, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. You know, just take my kids again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in my mind, I've got better things to do than mm -hmm. take care of kids. So, um, she takes my kids again and, uh. That, at that point, um, things got really, really bad. Um, once again, I was, the guy that I was with at the time had just gotten out of prison. He, um, we had dated for a little while before he went to prison, and then when he got out, uh, he came and found me again, and he was just not, not a good person at all, mm -hmm. and, uh, he was a drug dealer, and... My best friend at the time was his connect, and I remember one day he owed her some money, and I had the money, and I was waiting for her to come and pick me up and pick up her, her money, and uh, he was, like, trying to take the money from me because he wanted to go to the casino instead, mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, you're not doing that to her, like, just drop it while... Well, he ended up beating me up, taking the money, and leaving. Damn. And uh, so then my best friend shows up, and I don't have her money, and she's like, you're not staying here. Like, you can come stay with me. And um, so I went and stayed with her. And, uh, of course, I was still running around, you know, doing my thing. And one day um, we were at her house, and I was actually asleep on her couch and we were waiting I was waiting for her to get ready we were going to get our nails done we was just going to have a girls day well next thing we know the somebody's beating on the door and I'm like half asleep on the couch she's upstairs and next thing I know they're hollering police search warrant like so I freak out and I go to run upstairs. Well, by this time they're coming in the door. Right. And uh, she's coming down the stairs because she didn't hear who it was. She just knew somebody was beating on the door mm -hmm. and she thought it was my ex because he had been making threats to come over and everything. And so she's coming down the stairs, gun in hand, like oh, shit. freaking out because she thinks this guy is coming in yeah. to get me. And she gets like halfway down the stairs. We meet halfway on the stairs and um, it was the drug task force OHP Pittsburgh County McAllister Police Department I mean all of them are there they'd been watching us mm -hmm. and so um, they come in and they search the house and they take us all to jail and um, this was the day before my second son's birthday and uh, so we go to jail and they are trying to charge us with, or they weren't trying to charge us with, they did charge us with, um, trafficking, 
and paraphernalia and um, just all this craziness. I was in jail with the uh, $50,000 bond. I went through three bond reduction denials. Um, they continued my court date like as much as they possibly can just to keep me there and I'm like the day after we went to jail I called my aunt because it was my son's birthday mm -hmm. and I'm like I know that it's Jacob's birthday but I don't want him to know that I'm in jail like just please just tell him I said happy birthday and I love him mm -hmm. like and I'm just like beside myself but I'm sitting in jail still getting high like and it's just it makes no sense to me now but at the time no there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make yeah. sense when you look um, back at it <laughs> and I'm like I don't know but um so finally I get out of jail and the bondsman that bonded me out of jail drives me to my mom's house and as soon as I got there I got high again mm -hmm. and we um were living like in a trailer back behind this truck stop we were all me and my mom were working at the truck stop mm. and um so we just continued getting high working all night at the truck stop even when we weren't scheduled to work, we were up there working because we were high and didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> and uh, so, sorry. so we're just up there working for free all night long. <laughs> and so then I started, um, but obviously I was doing a good job. They made me assistant manager for a while. Well, yeah, you were working for oh, free all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she was doing the most. Yeah, too. She was there. I was. And um, so anyways, um, I started going around with this, this guy. And actually, surprisingly, my mom was like, Amanda, you need to stay away from this guy. Like, he's not good. He's no good. Like, you're going to get in trouble running around with him. Well, of course, that just made me want to run around with him more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, I ended up quitting my job. And I moved in with this guy. And it wasn't anything like we weren't together. We were just friends running around. Well, he was, like, one of the biggest guys in McAllister. Like, he was who everybody went to. And um, so I started staying at his house with him. And I never realized it until I got clean. But, I mean, he would leave me there for days at a time. And he would go off to the casino or make trips to the city or whatever. And I'm the only person that was at his house. And there was people there all the time, whether he was there or not. But I'm the only person that could sell his drugs for him. Mm -hmm. Take money from people. He was sending people to me. And... Um, so, I mean, I was pretty much just as... Trap queen. His, yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. That's how, that's how you become a trap queen. And yep. I'm like, finally, I just got tired of being there by myself. Right. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I was getting high. I never had to worry about how I was going to get high or how I was going to have the money to get drugs because it was right there at my disposable the whole time. Right. And um, so, finally, I just got tired of being by myself all the time. And I moved in with one of my so-called friends. And um, it progressed 
even more like I started taking people like that were going to him like they were coming to me mm -hmm. and so it turned into a very <laughs> dangerous situation and um one night he, he showed up at the house and he's like I'm taking everything you got like this is you're taking all my money and I'm like it's not my fault that you're not ever home. Like, mm -hmm. they know me because they were coming to me, and now I'm not there, so they're coming here to me. And so, anyways, he um, made a lot of threats. Thank God he never acted on them. But um, one weekend, uh, my aunt shows up, and this is the aunt that has my kids. And she's like, we were in town. The kids wanted to see you. Um, so where are you at? So I sat there for a minute and I'm like, let me call you back in a minute. <laughs> so I go and get high. <laughs> and then I call her back and I'm like, this is where I'm, where I am. Y'all can come over. I'm the only one here. And, uh, so she comes over and she's got all three of my kids in the car with her. And they're like, mom, please just come with us. Like, like we miss you we just want you to come home and um my oldest son he's 12 at this time so I mean he kind of he understands mm -hmm. what's going on yeah and um because even though he wasn't physically there with me through this whole time like he was going through it with me too mm -hmm. and um finally I just you know my baby was there he was <laughs> two years old and I you know I just realized like I missed the whole first two years of my son's life because I thought that these so-called friends and all these drugs were more important than my kids mm -hmm. so um my aunt loads the kids back up in the car and we're standing outside the car and she's talking to me. She's like, Manda, you know, whenever you're ready, like it doesn't matter what time it is, what day it is, whenever you're ready, I will come and get you. And I will take you away from this. So um, we stood there and talked for a minute and then finally I was like, okay, just give me five minutes. I'm gonna go pack a bag and I'm gonna come home with y'all for the weekend. I'm gonna spend the weekend with the kids. And then, um, you know, you can bring me back on Sunday or whatever. I don't remember, I don't even remember what day it was, but uh, she was like, okay. She said, well, that's, you know, that's a start. Mm -hmm. So I go and pack a bag and I go back, get in the car and my kids are all excited. Like mom's coming home with us and they're like, telling me all about school and all this their friends and church and so we get to my aunt's house and um I'm just like sitting there with them and they're telling me about all this stuff that they've been doing and I'm just like man I have missed so much like my oldest son is playing basketball. I've never seen him play basketball. I've never seen him, like, do any of these things that he's been saying he's doing. Like, I've missed everything. Yeah. And, um, 
so I didn't even that day just a few hours after we got back to my aunt's house I told her I was like I don't want to go back <laughs> so Sunday comes around and she's like do you are you still good like you still want to stay and I'm like yeah I'm good I went to church with her that morning with her and the kids and um, I was like I it's been three days and I haven't even thought about getting high like I I'm good well then um, for the next two weeks I just got so sick and I was like and my aunt was there and she was just taking care of me like mm -hmm. the whole time she's taking care of me and my kids while I'm sick and just sleeping for days right. and um, so then I um, my best friend that I went to jail with she decided that she was going to go to a program in Ada and um, so that's where she was and she's like 30 minutes away from me and she's like look you can come up here um, we can do this together like um, we've got open beds she said I'll pay for your your rent or whatever just come up here and I'm so I'm like okay well let me see what I can do to get in well that ended up not happening because at this point I'm like I don't want to leave my kids again right like even if it's just 30 minutes away like I don't want to see the disappointment on their face whenever I tell them that I'm leaving again yeah so I ended up staying with my aunt and my kids and uh I just at this time it was the beginning of the COVID pandemic mm -hmm. so any meetings of any kind were online right so I called my dad and I'm like look this is what's going on I I want to get clean I want to stay clean so he invites me to zoom all these meetings mm -hmm. and so that's how I started and I got my first sponsor I came to Tulsa we I think it was your was it your first year or your second year second the second year, my second year. and um, we were at his sponsor's house celebrating his two years clean, and so and his sponsor's daughter was my sponsor. Okay, yeah, and, nice. Um, <laughs> so we're all just celebrating, and she comes out and she gives me all this stuff. She gives me my um, literature and all this stuff, all these gifts, and I'm just like. Like these people are really doing this thing. Right. Like, like wow, it's I did a whole not, thing. Yeah. yeah. Like I did not realize that this was like a, as big of a thing as this is. Yeah. And the more I sat in the virtual rooms and listened to everybody sharing and like listened to their experiences and all this, and I'm just like, dang! Like I never even realized that this existed. Right. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. And so every day, every day I was on Zoom in a meeting. Um, Some days she would beat me on there and, yes. I, and, then, and then send me a text, where are you at, Dad? Yes, yes. <laughs> because great. I just wanted, like, I wanted what they had. Right. Like, I wanted to be able to share my experiences. Like, they were sharing theirs with me. Like, and... 
like people that I didn't even know like it's, it was so crazy and so then finally the rooms opened back up and I think my first in-person meeting was up here in Tulsa mm -hmm. and I like all these people that I met on the Zoom meetings I was meeting them in person right. and it was just like a whole thing like it was just great and I loved it well then I found me a meeting in Ada mm -hmm. and I started going there and dad came down and went to one of the meetings with me and um that was great like everybody was just so welcoming yeah like and I really thought that Ada would be different than Tulsa because it's so much smaller but it's not like like these people are just Oklahoma has a really they strong are recovery just like, scene yeah and it's so crazy like I've never felt so much love from people that I don't know right like even today like Every time I come to Tulsa and come to a meeting, I meet people that I haven't met before. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, oh, congratulations. Like, I'm so happy for yeah. you and all this. And I'm just like, oh, best thing, like, best I thing, love it. Best thing I, I, that I, I can remember is uh, how happy I was the first time I got to take you to a camp out. Yes. <laughs> it was. Oh my gosh, we went to Clean and Crazy. Oh man, don't even get me started <laughs> yes. on that. Oh, There's a reason goodness. they call it Clean and Crazy. It was yes. so great. Like, I had the time of my life. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, and speaking of Clean and Crazy, one, we had our um, floating meeting. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that was so insane. Yeah. And I like seen pictures of it afterwards that people were taking and I'm like, oh my god, like I did not realize there was that many people in the middle of this lake on yeah. floaties having a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. And um that weekend I actually sat down by the lake and I watched the sun go down for the first time ever, mm -hmm. and it was just, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, all these things that I've never experienced in my life, yeah. like, I get to experience them clean yeah. and happy and just feeling better than I've felt in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after <laughs> he was... My dad was taking me back home after the camp out, and of course, I was an emotional wreck because I didn't want to leave my dad. Like, I didn't want to leave all these new friends mm -hmm. that I met, and I didn't know when I was going to get to go back and see any of them. And dad was just like, you know, anytime, anytime you want to come up here, just do it. Like, yeah. we're all here for you. And so I'm like, okay, well, I go home and. Uh, we're just, I'm just taking it day by day, just like, just continuing to stay clean and just be part of, be there for my kids, be part of their life. And, um, then, uh, I ended up moving back to Wilburton and I was kind of skeptical about it at first just because that's where everything really started. Right. And, um, but my aunt was with me. And I was around my family, like, 
that I hadn't been around in years. Mm -hmm. And so I moved down there and I got a job. I had my kids with me. Um, I eventually got my own place, got my own car. I mean, it was just, and then in Wilberton, I was going to church. <laughs> my aunt originally drug me to church when I was 11 days clean. And she, I remember she stood up in front of the church and she was like, I just want everybody to know how proud I am of my niece. Like she's 11 days clean today. Mm -hmm. And she is, she just, she needs all the prayers she can get, but I just want everyone to know how proud of her I am that she's even here, like trying. She's, and I mean, that just, like, then I was like, man, I really can't mess up now. Like, right. <laughs> right. Like, all these people know now. <laughs> so I've got to just keep, keep, keep it going. <laughs> so, um, and eventually, like, I stayed at that church, and eventually they started their own program, recovery oh, wow. program, and... I got to be part of starting that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. It was so great. And, like, we had people, people that I knew from my childhood were yeah. coming there with problems. Yeah. And yeah. I'm one of the people that's there, like, helping them. Mm-hmm. And, um. It was a big deal. It still it, is a big it, deal. Yeah, it yeah, still that. is. And, I mean, I don't live there anymore. I live back in Ada now. But, I mean, still, those people, I they still, every year on my clean date, they still call me, message me on Facebook. Like, they're just like, we're still so proud of you. Like, yeah. And so I'm still very close with all of them, even though I'm living, a, you know, two hours away from them. Right. And, um, but no, I originally moved back to Ada because uh, my sister owns a daycare there. Mm -hmm. And... So, I just decided that, you know, that's something I haven't done. Let's give that a try. So, I got into childcare, and honestly, it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, I teach 16 two-year-olds every day, all day long, and it is the worst and the best job I've ever had. I believe that. Like, it is so crazy, like... I mean, they're two. Yeah. All of them. They're two. And they all act like they're two. Right. And. <laughs> it's a room full of terrible twos. And I'm just like <laughs> ready to pull my hair out. But seeing them every morning, knowing that they are coming to me and their parents are trusting me. Like right. these people are trusting me. Right. <laughs> with their kids. Yeah. All day long. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm actually like. Quite a few of their parents know about my past. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they still trust me with their kids every day is just like... Like, I never thought in a million years yeah. that this would be happening to me. Well, that's how you know I feel like your recovery is reflected on the outside yes. as well as the inside. People can see the change in you. Yes. You know? Because that something similar... I say similar. My best friend, since I was like 12 years old, we got like 20 years of friendship going here... Um, she came over the other night and she asked me to be her, her kids' godparents again. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and I was just like, you want me to take care of your kids? Like, yeah. if something ever happens to you? Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, me and me and John, her husband, yeah, we talked about it and, and it's going to be you. And I was just like, 
and I guess started crying because I was just like, I never would have thought that that would happen again. You know what I mean? Like from a street junkie, you know, back now to where I'm at, it's just, it's amazing. And that's how you know, you know, what we're doing is working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my, um, my best friend that I've been talking about that was in the program that went to jail with me and everything, she actually still lives in Ada. We're still very close to talk every day. I go to her house on my lunch breaks every day. Like, um, and I actually asked her to be my kids' godparent. Mm-hmm. And she she had the same reaction. Like, she just cried. She was like, I can't believe, like, this you're, This is happening. Like, well, you know, it's, 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 it's one thing that I have firsthand uh, witnessed. Uh, and, and, and people don't, people, as addicts, we don't see the possibility of us being good people. Right. Right. Because yeah. our disease tells us right. uh, naturally that we are our scum of the earth, right. basically. Yeah. Right. Yep. But in reality, um, more times than not, I have seen people that are non addicts react in a positive way, in a mind blowing way, to people who have come from the depths of hell mm-hmm. in the disease of addiction, active addiction, and turn their lives around. More times than not, non-addicts find that so amazing. They do. Because yeah. they know. They know. Even though they're not addicts, they know how much hell mm-hmm. an addict will go through. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. As addicts in active addiction, we don't realize the hell that we put ourselves and others through at the time that we're doing it. Yeah, it's so normal to us. But when we come out of that active addiction, we can look back and reflect Mm -hmm. on all the things. And that in turn also makes it where I think, this is my belief, that uh, by by having the ability to look back at all the hell that we went through, and put other people through, mm-hmm. that also encourages and gives us the ability to do better things for our yes. future yeah. and for the people around us. For sure. Yeah. It makes us better people. I, so yeah. for one, you know, uh, it may sound uh, weird or just like, you know, uh, unbelievable, but I for one, I uh, can sit here and say that I am so grateful for the, the for the days that I spent in active addiction. Yeah. But I'm even more grateful for my recovery. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If not for the days of my active addiction and coming out of it, I would not be the person that I am today. Yeah. Right. I feel like through my active addiction and now like in recovery working the steps, it's made me a better person I was before I ever started using. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I... Cause, we take the time every day to kind of check ourselves. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like if you're really, if you're working an honest program, then you are checking yourself on the regular. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's funny that you mentioned that though, because my, I went to, I talked to my psych professor cause I was actually in the beginning of my, my class cause I'm, I'm going to school. Um, I was kind of having some trouble in the class. I was like switching answers, like, and like my brain wasn't functioning the, the right way. Right. And it made me nervous because I'm like, did I really fuck up my brain that much? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, you know, and yeah. they say it takes 18 months, right? And I'm I'm almost at a year, so like I got six more months. So I keep telling myself that, like I got six more months, you'll be all right. Yeah. Um, but I just went to her and told her like I might be emailing you and asking you questions because 
X, Y, and Z. I went through active addiction. You know, I'm in recovery now. And she was like stunned. She was like floored. And she was like, I can't, I would never have thought, you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I know. I said, but you know, it was a thing that happened. And she said, I admire you so much. And yeah. she was like, for pulling yourself out of that situation yeah. And, yeah. and fighting for your life. Yeah. And I, and I, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, you're talking to me? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I too had a similar experience like that. Like, I'm going to school also for um, child development. Okay, nice. And um, I this semester I'm taking uh, English all semester. Well, my first essay, we were supposed to write about a cherished memory or something. Well, I wrote about the day I came home to my kids mm-hmm. and what led up to that. Yeah. And um, my second essay was about um just something that we're passionate about that's something that we're familiar with and you know why it's important well i wrote about working in child care like why it's important to child development mm-hmm. and my professor she actually called me on the phone and she's like i am so impressed by your second essay topic because she said, coming from your first essay, knowing, like, what you've been through in the past, and then you choose something like this to write about for your second essay, she's like, my mind is just, like, completely blown. Yeah. She's like, this second essay is, like, a topic that a master's student would be writing about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, I just thought it was an easy topic for me because that's what I do every day. Right. It's because, like, yeah. yeah. And um, she's like, honestly, like... I just from your writing and from talking to you the little bit that I have she said I would have never imagined that you went through what you went through in the past and I'm just like you know it's kind of crazy to me too Mm -hmm. like I can't believe I was that person like the person that I am today I can't believe that I was doing those things that I was that kind of person yeah like and now I've you know, I've got all my kids, mm-hmm. and I have a new baby, and I have my own car. I have my own place. I've got a good job. She has I have a new car. She's got new, a new a car. A brand new car. Fancy. Brand new. Yes. And, and you get your education. And I'm going to yes. school, and I'm working full-time. Um, my little sister thing. that I work for, actually, like, we, she completely cut me out of her life. Mm-hmm. Like, completely. Like, I didn't even meet my nephew until he was almost three years old and now like we are closer than we've ever been like we have a super super tight relationship now Mm -hmm. like we do everything together and my nephew, it took him a while because he didn't know who I was. Right. But now it's like every day he's looking for me at mm-hmm. daycare. Like, where's Aunt Amanda at? Like, I want to see her coming to my classroom. And, you know, and my sister just had a new baby. And it's just, I'm just so grateful that I get to be there for her. Like, I get to be her aunt. Yeah. From the beginning. Mm-hmm. The, so the sister that she's talking about is also the daughter of mine that I spoke about in my podcast mm-hmm. that swore she would never talk to me ever again. Yes. And when she saw me in the parking lot at the hospital when Amanda was having her baby, dropped everything and ran and jumped in my arms. Mm-hmm. I love Yeah, that. 
It's, I mean, it's just, like, I never thought that I would have the kind of life that I have today. Yeah. Ever. And, like, my recovery is everything to me. Like, because if I wouldn't have found recovery, I, honestly, I'd probably be in prison right now. Like, the bottom I'm, line is this. As using addicts, we perceive life as nothing is possible. As recovering addicts, all things are possible. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I never thought I'd be a college student. And now I'm like, right? Right? I'm like right? in my second semester of college. And yeah. I'm one, I am one of my, the top students in my class. Not only are you doing it, but you're doing it well. Yes. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> and I never thought I had it in me. And, but that's something that like the program has taught me is that I can do whatever I set my mind to. Right. Like, I can do these things and I don't have to use to achieve things. Like mm -hmm. I don't have to be high to get things done. Right. Like I can be clean and have my head straight and do these things that people never thought I would do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And as long people, as you don't put dope on it. And people possible. told me that I would ne I mean people have literally told me that I would never amount to anything. Mm -hmm. Like I would never I'd probably never have my kids back. I'd never have a good life. Like, I would never have anything. Yeah. I would just be a worthless dope head for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful that I get the chance to actually prove them wrong. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And every day I wake up and I thank God for everything I have mm -hmm. because it just blows my mind every day. Like, I wake up and I'm like... I don't have to worry about not having an electric. I don't have to worry about how I'm going to feed myself or my kids. Like, yeah. I or where I'm going to sleep tonight, or right. if somebody's going to rob me, or whatever. Like, I am yeah. right now. I'm not struggling at all, and that's something I've never experienced in my life. Yeah. Like, I can go out and do things with my kids whenever we want to. <laughs> like, we can go shopping. We can go to play laser tag like that's their favorite thing to do yeah. <laughs> like we can go do whatever they want drive 140 miles and come up here and celebrate your clean time with yeah, your yeah, yeah. like yes. we're doing tomorrow yes. what so yes. exciting and you know that's just become a regular thing too like right. yeah. i come up here every year to celebrate my clean time yeah with my dad because like my recovery date my clean date is february 21st his is march 13th so, I mean, they're right there together, so yeah. we just, we get to celebrate every year together. I think it's, like, pretty ironic that this kind of, I say, I don't, this got started with your mom, right? And you and your right. mom bonded over, like, using, and now, like, you and your dad are bonding yeah. over recovery yeah. and the fellowship and the program. And I just think that's such a beautiful thing. Like, when I think about recovery, like, this is going to get so cheeseball, but, like, when I think about recovery and I really think about it, I'll, I'll start crying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I will literally have tears in my eyes because there were so many times that I wanted to die when I was in active mm -hmm. addiction, you know, and I was ready to die. Yeah. I, I was ready. And then, like, if I got Narcan, I'd be pissed when I woke up because right. I'm just like, why would you do that, you know? Yeah. But, you know, now I'm thinking, thank God. Yeah. Thank God I didn't 
I know, didn't die. I was I was in that same spot. I didn't have the guts to take my own life, but I really wish somebody would have. Right. Yeah. Me, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it just goes to show that wasn't God's will. Yeah. Right? You know, for me. Mm-hmm. You know, God's will for me was to become an active member in the recovery community and help suffering addicts. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and 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 I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'd like to think that I'm pretty damn good at that. I think you are. Hell yeah. You know, uh, I, it's it blows my mind on a daily basis how many people tell me thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I never as a as a as a using addict. I, I, once again, I was a piece of shit. Yeah, I was a scum of the earth. Yep. You know what I mean? Same. Yeah. Never amount to nothing. You know. As a recovering addict, I, I, I'm very well loved, respected, and it still blows my mind how how many people look up to me, mm-hmm. you know, and on a daily basis. Me being one of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would have never found this program if it wouldn't have been for you being in it and introducing me to it. And yeah. I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. I really am. Because I wouldn't be where I am today without it. I led the way, but you took the steps to get there. Yeah. Just remember that. Yeah. So just be just as proud of yourself. Hell yeah. Okay? Oh, I am. Yeah, <laughs> like, don't I worry am. about it. I, I am. am. <laughs> I am. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Like, I, I was so excited when, I, when you said that you were going to be in town and we got to record. So, yeah. Super excited about that. And Jerry, as always. Yes. Bear. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, Well, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. But um, as always, thank you so much for your support. If you need anything, feel free to reach out to me personally. And remember, you never have to use again no matter what. And if nobody's told you today they love you, we love you. We love you. Bye.